Well, the phone line's already blown up. I think people got a lot to say about our Wisconsin teams. Uh, this is this is uh, trying times as a Wisconsin sports fans. As uh, usually, we talk a lot of good about our teams, from the Packers to the Badgers, and you know all the extracurriculars as well. But I guess we're more focusing though on the on the big ones. Um, and the Brewers as well. I mean, Craig Council's introductory press conference already happened. He said he didn't go to Chicago for the money. Okay, we'll get into that a little later. And then, Rowdy, uh, uh, we'll talk a lot of Badgers today. Well, let's go what happened Saturday real quick just to set the table. Uh, there was a time when Wisconsin football, you kept thinking, this is it. They're going to make that next little step and be that completely Tier 1 team, and you're going to be feeling good about them. Well, they lost and lost in quite embarrassing fashion to the Northwestern Wildcats. I remember Rowdy and I standing at the red zone at the Zone Blitz pregame bash. And it was like just a couple minutes into the game, I go, Rowdy, Northwestern just scored. Rowdy looked at me, he's like, ah, yeah. And then about five minutes later, I go, Rowdy, Northwestern just scored again. And we're like, all right, let's, let's get some. I think I got some fireball in my jacket. We started drinking. Rowdy, what the hell happened on Saturday? That was terrible. Good morning, by the way. It was awful. Yeah, good morning. If that's not rock bottom for the Wisconsin Badgers football program, I don't think I want to see rock bottom. That's rock bottom, Rowdy. That's the Northwestern Wildcats. Northwestern came into Camp Randall and beat the living hell out of Wisconsin. Like, Um, they look like they didn't show up. I don't even want to say it it looked like Wisconsin quit. It looked like they just didn't even show up. Yeah. yeah. Um, North, we made fun of Northwestern so much coming into the season about how bad they would be this year. Hell, last year, they didn't get one win in the Continental USA. They they got a win in Ireland and never won again on U.S. soil until this year. And then let's not forget what transpired after the one win last season. Yeah. They fire their head coach like a month before the season. You have some players leave the program because of the hazing situation and, and scandal that was yeah. going on. They were in disarray. The, the uh, Ryan, uh, not Ryan, uh, what is it, David Braun? Was that his name? Yeah. The coach's last name's Braun. Braun. I can't remember. I instantly thought of Mr. Braun. Ryan Braun. We'll call him Brian Braun. Uh, but anyways, uh, he takes a job and like is assured that this is a one-year position literally like a month or two before yeah. the season starts. We're like, they're going to be lucky to win a game this year or, or, or two games. We look yeah, at it's David Braun. David, well done, Rowdy. We're like, these guys are going to suck. Rowdy. They just beat the Badgers, and it wasn't even, like, close. The Badgers got rocked. They got owned. F- Luke Fickle said how embarrassing it was. Hunter Wohler, I'll play his comments coming up, said, this is not what I came to Wisconsin for. They're rock bottom. It's terrible. All right, so we'll get into that. And then Sunday, yesterday, um, Mike and Portage on Twitch, he said, or I think Mike King said, can we feel good about the Packers' loss? And Mike says, yes, they got screwed. So, I mean, you look at the Packers, right? Another game, I think this is every game so far this season that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been outgained in total yardage and have still won, found a way to win. This this difference between coaching right there, Tomlin and LaFleur. Packers lose. Jordan Love throws two, you know, interceptions. Um, The offense looked better. Now, you're missing Quay Walker and Jair Alexander, but, the you know, defensively there's some head scratchers, but the offense looked better. And then there's the thing Mike's talking about and the everyone's going to talk about today. That was a lateral pass. That was not a forward pass. Yeah, pretty much any view or that angle was a you were looking at, it was clearly like a yard behind the line. The, the Packers got screwed. The refs screwed the Packers. E- even the announcers. And the and what, who's, was it Gene, who's, who's doing the, the rules? 
was it statutory gene? Whoever it was. They're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to disagree with this one. The Packers got screwed, but at the same time, Jordan Love also threw some two bad interceptions. Rowdy, the Packers, I don't even, is there such a thing as a, there's no such thing as a bad loss or a good loss in the NFL, but is that a good of his loss as the Packers could have, the, all things considered, of how bad they are this year? Yeah, if you were going to hope for the best draft pick possible, that's the type of game that you want to see, right? Where Jordan Love, the numbers might not have looked great from the box score, but if you watch it with you know the, the naked eye, he actually made some pretty good plays. Yeah. Jordan Love like yeah. made some pretty good throws down the field. Did he throw some away? Where there again, there was some drops. Oh, that yeah, that that feels like it's becoming all too common for this Green Bay Packers team. But I, I mean, it was I thought, an entertaining game. I thought overall, Jordan Love played decently good, but much better than what his statistics said. And just overall, the some of the young weapons showed up. Yeah. I actually thought it was. Aaron Jones's worst game. Oh, like yeah. At the definitely. end of the game, when he didn't get out of bounds, yeah. It's like, I was like, what are you, what are you the doing? Middle of the field? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, Aaron Jones, uh, 13 carries, 35 <clears throat> yards. Um, Jordan Love looked decent. You saw, you saw some growth from certain players where it's like, okay, well, if they can continue to be consistent and do that, we might be in good hands in the future. Yeah. And it was also one where. Hell, he looked better than Kenny Pickett. The defense let you down <laughs> so that you knew that your scapegoat at the end of the year, anyways, is probably going to be Joe Barry in yeah. the defense, yeah. even though it's been a pretty decent unit for the entire team. Yeah. But yeah, it was a bad defensive game, especially in the first half. Also, gotta say, Josiah DeGuara, you 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 stink. Josiah DeGuara, you stink. Oh, he won't be back next year. Like we really could have the Packers really could have used that uh, extra point that was blocked. Looking at you, Josiah DeGuara. So uh entertaining enough game. Those are the type of games you want to see though, if you're looking for a good draft pick. It's like you see flashes <laughs> yeah. and you see some good <laughs> things. And then you're like, well, they still found a way to lose a close one. Yeah, that's there you go. Glass half full. And then Friday, um, you know, Wisconsin basketball. We talked about that at the Zombos pregame bash. Um, Tennessee is just a better team. Wisconsin looked good, but Tennessee is just better. And then we also have the Michigan fiasco with Connor Stanley as we got to get to. And speaking of the Packers, before I get the phone calls, because they're already blown up, um, the Christian Watson family. Did you see his dad? I didn't, but I've seen it in the past. But he's all over the. He's now calling out Packer fans, like the Christian Watson family. You, you're not making it easier on your son. I'll just say that it's not. It's you're not helping out your son, even though you think you're helping. It's not a good look. It's like I find the Lavar Ball family, Lavar Ball and his family, the Balls. I find that to be a better family unit that and more respectable than what I see unfolding online with the Watson family, believe it or not. It's like the, I don't know. I got to work on the analogy. Uh, there you go, King and Marquette won. There you go. Marquette Golden Eagles. Well done. You got to win. I don't even remember who you played. I only care about one game when Marquette plays. And that's when they play against the Badgers. So good job on you, Marquette. Maybe King, if you could remind me uh, who they beat, maybe Rowdy knows the top of his head. I don't know. All right. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> no idea. It's probably some team like Ryder. It's, the it's Sister like Mary. probably some great school. Sister Mary School of the Blind or something. Uh, I know if people were, uh, let's see, line one. Good morning. Good, Mike. good morning, guys. Hey, Mike. What's going on, buddy? I got three things I'm making quick so I can get the other calls and I can get to work. <laughs> it was Ryder. It was Ryder. It was Ryder. Good job, Rowdy. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, three things. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be school for the blind, but uh, whatever. So, tomato, tomato. Can we just? Can the Packers just cut DeGuara like now? Can he be the Ty Montgomery of this season? I mean, I knew right away when they 
extra point got blocked, and that's going to be the difference maker in this game. And the whole game, it was a difference maker because we were always two scores. We were always a yeah, touchdown. Packers always chasing that point. You know, was chasing that point for so long. God, he's so terrible. He just froze and stood there. I could have made that block. That was, it was his job. He had one guy to block, and he didn't. And he missed. And it. you blew it. Yeah. Gosh. 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 Well, in Badger football, they're so bad that we were gonna, me and my family were gonna go to the game this Saturday, but Ooh. we decided, we decided that we're not gonna go now, and we're actually gonna go to the Bachelor game for and see him play at Robert Morris. Yeah, dude, could you imagine paying for Wisconsin football and watching that? Could you imagine paying money for that? Oh, buddy, and a lot of people did. Oof. The- yeah, we're like my daughter. We got to take her to game. I'm like, I'm not gonna subject her to that environment of that terrible play game client. I, I, I got, I got tickets on the first level for the Colts Center on Friday night for like twelve bucks a piece. Beautiful. You have much right. better time than any any Wisconsin football game. I'll tell you that. Yes, yes. And then the final thing is, you know how back during like the Preakness and the kind of year we were always talking about the horses dying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was watching 60 Minutes last night, Uh-oh. and they had a story on there about how big doping is in horse racing and the huge scandals. They actually have, like, an FBI task force that's investigated. Oh, yeah. And they have wiretaps on these trainers and stuff. Yeah. Talking about injecting these horses with with uh, uh, drugs yeah. and you know, oh, yeah. snake, snake venom so they can't feel pain. The one guy, they even called him the juice man, and he had, he took this badge honor and had Crocs made that say Juice Man on them. I'm like, really? Is his favorite player OJ Simpson of the NFL? The Juice. Might be. Or the juice. Lance, yeah, Lance, Lance Armstrong. Armstrong's his favorite bicyclist? They actually mentioned Lance Armstrong that the same thing that he would take that they would give to these horses. Yeah, why do you think it those was, horses croak, croak and die? Their heart explodes before yeah. they go race. Those jockeys are right. also all popped up on goofballs, too. They're all drugged out, too. The horses are basically Macho Man Randy Savage running a horse. Oh, yeah. Man, it was wild. It was wild to watch. Mike, I got to see that. I, lo- I always love some good stories about jockeys. They're always, it always intrigues it, me. I they're, think all, they're all like methed says, out while their horses are all doped up. It's awesome. I think you find them out on demand somewhere, obviously. Yeah, I, I got 60 minutes on Hulu. I can go find it. Mike, you're the man, brother. Much love. All right, you guys have a great day. You too, buddy. See ya. Yeah, I mean, J- J- Krebs, our guy Jordan. Good morning, Jordan. He tweeted at me, and he goes uh, about the Packers. The game was actually the game was actually watchable. That's progress. I couldn't agree more, Jordan. Watching the Packers game weeks leading up to this, it was like torture. It was like I'd rather be waterboarded at Guantanamo Bay than having to watch the Packers. Uh, this game, Rowdy, it was actually it was an entertaining game. Like it wasn't it wasn't a bad game. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's one where you can watch it. It's one where you can take some uh, things away and say, well, that was a positive, or this was better than last week, or they're, yeah. they're building here, but you still find a way to lose yeah. and I was improve your draft stock. I was entertained. I think I saw that as of Sunday night football, they were currently sixth for the NFL draft. They had the sixth pick. Beautiful. All right. And it was an entertaining game. I don't know if they're going to get any. I think the best that they could do maybe is fifth. Get the fifth pick this year because some of those other teams that were down there below them, I don't know. I don't know how Green Bay would not win more games. (laughs) Right. Like maybe they could pass the Bears if they uh, 
handed the Bears a win at the last game of the season if it came right down to it. But yeah. I don't yeah. know. The Gi- dude, the Giants, the Giants are, are bad. so bad. Dude, the Cowboys just obliterate. Big Mike was just beaming ear to ear. Dak was just balling on him. The, Gi- oof, the Giants. Even uh, DeVito's family, the Giants quarterback, they ran like a fourth and two play in the red zone. He's like, that, or fourth and three. He's like, that was your fourth and three call? I think it was a little draw to say. Giants are horrible. The Panthers look horrible. Yeah. Um, at least the Packers didn't look like two games ago. I try, I I tried to fix my um, garbage disposal like uh, in the third quarter into the fourth. Last game, not the game that happened, but the one previous, I was raking my yard. I still had it on. I was watching outside. This time, I actually watched the whole game without doing anything that like it was on honey do list. It was nice. It was entertaining. Oh, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, the Wisconsin Badger football team. Oh, baby. Yeah, can you just think about where we could be? So the Packers, obviously they're not going to be a good team. They're probably going to be a fifth to tenth pick in the draft this upcoming spring. Badgers might not make a bowl game. We know that all reports coming out of like the, the GM, the general manager meetings in Major League Baseball, is the Brewers are going to sell. Which I'm not saying like they shouldn't, but I'm just yeah. saying like that's the report. And you know, if you sell, you're not going to be good. And then you have the, the Bucks, where the people Bucks lost the, them. the Bucks. People are already talking about firing the coach. They've played less than ten games. And then, I mean, Badger basketball is what it is. Yeah, man. Learn some trying times. There was a moment where like everyone was winning in Wisconsin. Every sport was like, we got winners here, baby. It's weird because it feels like people are going to glob on to Wisconsin basketball because everything else is so bad. I don't think Wisconsin basketball is going to be some like powerhouse where they're like no, a yeah. sweet 16 elite eight type team, maybe final four. I think they're just like a, we had a better season than last year. We make the NCAA tournament. We're not, we're not making a deep run type team. No, like, yeah, like, but that's you, what you might have to glob onto because everything else might just be that bad. You hope they finish fourth or better in the Big Ten. Let me talk, and they make a Sweet Sixteen, yada yada yada. Uh, Rowdy, I saw someone, uh, this uh, Watson's dad, or uh, there's so many of his family members out there is attacking everyone online. Someone said Christian Watson plays like he's five <laughs> ten. And Watson, I think it's his dad, says, "I knew I would come on here and find a take completely irrelevant to the play that just occurred." If there's one thing we count on the Packers Twitter, they'll use any play to make a random point. And then the guy goes, okay. Well, he responded back to his dad and said, Jordan Love has nine interceptions. Four of those are throwing to Christian Watson. Your son's 6'4", speedy and lengthy. But again, he plays like he's 5'10". He lets, he lets the defenders dominate him all the time. Would you be inclined to say that Watson lets defenders dominate him when he's out there? Like, he never fights for the ball. He just looks for a pass interference and play. isn't it weird that we're talking about this with Christian Watson and... I don't ever remember talking about his lack of fight or going up and getting footballs last year as a rookie. No, no, I, I just don't like, it was never something we talked about where it's like, okay, watching Christian Watson run routes and and competing for, for passes with defenders. It was never an issue of if he was up there and trying or going like that was never a thing. Now, all of a sudden it's a thing and it's actually quite noticeable. So he probably fights for the football the least out of any single receiver on the team. Yeah. It was never this noticeable before. And I think most people would say that the receiving core, maybe not based on talent or ceiling, 
but overall for what they are in the NFL is worse this year than last year just because of how young they are and inexperienced. And last year we already knew it was bad because they had what three new drafted uh, wide receivers, Watson Dobbs and Samari Toure. Mm -hmm. I I don't know why I don't, I, I can't justify why we, we are having to say this or why all of a sudden he's playing this horribly. Like how can you go from being a, a guy that, showed flashes of speed and explosiveness and and a go route touchdown guy to a you know a drag over the middle i i don't get how you can be a guy that can be a playmaker whether it's inconsistent or not to a guy that's just on the field so for the four interceptions that so again love nine interceptions four of those when targeting Christian Watson Christian Watson's dad then now throws Jordan Love under the bus. He goes, four interceptions, right? Here's a tweet. Four interceptions, right? Today. Yesterday. Today. DB has perfect leverage and bad ball placement. Which, it wasn't the greatest ball placement from Jordan Love. He goes, bad ball placement. That's, he's knocking Jordan Love. Yeah, but how many times have we seen passes that were literally right at his face or his hands within a three-foot Span, you know, a three yeah. foot area of his face in his chest, his, his catching radius, and he's got the best shot out of anyone to catch it, and he doesn't make the play. So here's another one. Here's the second interception. Oakland curl route thrown to leverage of DB and allows him to get a hand on it. There's another little knock on Jordan Love. Well, here's the thing: we're not even talking about like the interceptions. We're talking about how many times were well, incompletions. Yeah, the, the, these are the interceptions that his dad is trying I, to fight. I know, but him. I'm saying like we're not talking about just interceptions. I'm talking about normal passes that look like they should probably be caught and then get knocked away. Here's the third interception that his dad defends. Oakland end of game. His son Christian Watson. He's wide open and it's underthrown ball right to the DB. There's another blame on Jordan Love. You know what? And then the last one. Lions, tipped ball, forced poorly, a.k.a. the throw is forced poorly. There's there's the there's the four reasons why from uh, Christian Watson's dad of why it wasn't his son's fault. Oh, you're, my son's wide open on this play. You know what? I remember a play where he was wide effing open, too. It was against Minnesota. It was the first that. play of the game. Guess what your son also did there? <laughs> Drop the mother effer. <laughs> he didn't even catch it. He was wide open. Yep. And they said that was a microcosm of the season right there. That was the start. Yep. Grant Bills said it from the beginning. He was like, yeah, if they catch that football, I think this season plays out differently. I probably agree with them. But I just I just don't understand how Christian Watson, because normally when you have these guys that are the profile that Christian Watson is, they're tall, they're lanky, they're athletic, they're fast, they can jump super high. Normally, those are guys that when they're drafting the top 100 picks, they're guys that are so clearly gifted that at a minimum, they're kind of flash players, right? Where it's like they're so physically talented that they're still somewhat good, even though they're inconsistent. And the ones that are truly the best, the superstars, those are the guys that show up and they can do it every single day, every single play. But how do you go backwards from being an inconsistent type player to just being a non-existent player. Let me give you one more tweet from his dad, and then we'll be done with his his tweets. Because you were talking about the the drops that weren't the interceptions, just the dropsies. 
All right, here's the, the last one I'll read from uh, Christian Watson's dad. He could very clearly play better, just like every other member of the struggling football team, but he has one real drop to his name, and that happened today, yesterday, today, which I addressed. Fact is, they are not helping each other, but no. When, but when you play better, you don't have to. He said, and I quote, he has one real drop to his name, and that happened yesterday. Now, his dad can feel this way, and we could disagree. <laughs> but my biggest thing is, why are you putting this out on Twitter? Why, not are, you, it why are you saying anything? You're not making it better for your son. If, and- yeah, if you're not on Twitter or you know going after the trolls on Twitter... This isn't even being, this story, this segment of radio is being brought to you by Christian Watson's dad's Twitter content. And Christian Watson's dad, here's the thing. The haters are never mad enough. Uh, Watson could go out there and eight of nine passes for two touchdowns. And they're like, oh, that one pass, that one drop that he had. The haters are never mad enough. You just got to put the hater blockers on and you got to move forward with your life. Well, there he is. And it's not just his dad. It's his mom. It's his siblings. It's everyone on there. Yeah, I was going to say, I think for me, his mom has popped up in my for you. And I think his one of his brothers. That's not a good look. <laughs> it's not a good look at all. Hey, that's what I that's what I said earlier. Then when they had that little video that went viral of the, the Green Bay Packers wags, the, the wives and girlfriends and <laughs> his girlfriend said he's the baby of the family, though he's not the baby. Uh-huh. It ain't good. It ain't good. All right, we'll uh, hear from Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love coming up here. I don't know, Rowdy, that Christian Watson, not doing, uh, not playing the greatest. But, again, the Packers aren't playing the greatest. Uh, Twitter polls out right now at Zone Madison. You call it in, too, at 608-321-1670. Which team do you have more faith in getting better next season, the Badgers or the Packers? Like, there's a lot of things going on, and his dad is right about it. Like, can some throws be more accurate? Yeah. Can the offensive line back, uh, block better? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things going on, but there's one thing that you can't control if you are Christian Watson, and that's effort of going after the football, and sometimes it's clearly just lacking. Yeah. I also would, if I was Christian Watson, I'd say this to my parents and my family members. Can can you please stop fighting battles for me on Twitter? It's not making it any easier. Like, I don't want to say this is the reason, but didn't it feel like... You know, he was hurt early in the year with the hammy, and then the team started playing terrible football by, what, about week four or five? And they really haven't they haven't really won a ton since. No. They haven't looked very good since. They've looked inconsistent at best. But doesn't it just feel like he came back and he's just like, well, this, this season sucks. Despite what we saw on the field Saturday, uh, we had a really good time at the red zone. And uh, I know Rowdy went and galvanted around uh, many other spots downtown. I eventually tapped out and uh, and went home. But, yeah, that um, I don't know, Rowdy, you're getting a little older. That booze catching up with you the next couple of days? Can't do it as well as you used to. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm, you know, approaching my mid-40s, according I come to, to some people. I learned, I learned in my mid-later 20s to sneak a little water in. So for every couple beers that you drink, just go chug a water, just one water. Do you ever sneak any water in while no, you're out there? No. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I did leave you with a shot of Fireball. Does that uh, how'd that treat you? Whatever happened? Did you finish that? No, I I gave it to somebody. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where it went. <laughs> Hopefully, it went down someone's gullet because uh, damn good time. It, it wasn't it wasn't really busy and uh, I mean Northwest. We saw a decent amount of Northwestern fans and they must have been pretty happy come the end of the game because my God, the Badgers lost. And it was bad.
So uh, it, in this moment, it's rock bottom. Let's say. Oh no no no. Let's if they miss a bowl game, that's that's the true rock bottom. Because you need to win one more to be bowl eligible, right? One more to be bowl eligible. And it's Nebraska Saturday night at Camp Randall. And then it's Minnesota on the road. I could see these I could see this team losing both games. Easily. With what they looked like on Saturday night and how they played against Northwestern. I mean, do you feel confident in a rematch with Purdue? They just beat Minnesota by 19. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> and and we already saw them lose against Indiana. Unfortunately for the Badgers, they didn't get to play Michigan State this year. Right. Like those are the those are the worst teams in the Big 10. Yeah. I don't feel very confident in this team if they had to play any of those bottom feeders. With what we've seen, I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's like this team is horrible. Yeah. I'm going to play some more Hunter Waller comments here. So G-Dub um, on Twitch, search twitch.tv. My name Ebo says. You hit the follow button, see us, interact with us here. Yada, yada. G-Dub said, Rowdy, we went through this same stuff last year after, was it Benton called out everyone after the Washington State law saying there's no heart, there's no passion. People are just going through the motions. He said, we, we, we already, it's like history repeating itself. We've been through this. And now you have Hunter Waller saying the same stuff, saying this is embarrassing. I didn't come to Wisconsin for this. So, speaking of heart, here's Hunter Waller. Um, I think it's bleeped out. We're going to find out. He says, someone needs to be the a-hole here. Someone needs to be the a-hole here and tell people to get their hearts into it if it's not. The locker room is very tight. And we have a lot of guys that, that really, really love being together and love being around each other. But it comes a point where someone has to speak up and be the a-hole. Someone has to tell people to stop screwing around and stop going through the motions and play. Otherwise, get out. We don't need people here that aren't going to give their hearts for this team. Ah, that just sounds so like it sounds defeated. It sounds bad. He's right. But at the same time, it could be a something that turns into a good thing. Like if there really is like this type of energy or behavior by some of the players on the team where they're just kind of like, ah, we don't care anymore. We're, you know, dicking around instead of, you know, maybe going in and lifting weights or studying their film or doing whatever. Maybe that is a good thing that you hit rock bottom. You officially turn over the rest of the roster that were, you know, old regime guys or that guys that didn't take it seriously. You can finally turn over the roster, get those guys out of there and then start building. But this coming from a guy that appears to be one of the captains of the defense and someone that loves playing for the Wisconsin Badgers and is a good player. Man, this is some tough stuff to hear. Well, because it just shows you how bad it actually is. If if somebody is coming forward and very open and honest in an interview about, man, it kind of sucks right now, and this is why it's sucking. That's tough. Well, to your point, Wooler says their backs are against the wall, and it's time to see on this team who gives a a crap. I can't say what he said, FCC laws, but he said it's time to see who gives a crap. Our backs are up against the wall like they have never been before. And, yeah, I mean, how many, how many guys really do give a about this team, about this program, about this the, the culture, about winning and losing, and about each other? <laughs> we'll do another one. 
He says there's no answer for getting your ass kicked. You gotta just be better. There's no answers to. We just have to play better. I mean, we we come out soft. We come out flat. We have zero energy on the other side of the ball. We get whooped around the field. There's no answer to getting smoked. We have to be better. I mean, we're we're soft. We're not physical. We're not doing the things that coaches ask of us. We go out there and expect to win, and that's not how this game works, especially not in the Big Ten. That is. Those comments are just damning. Well, doesn't it feel like this has been Wisconsin football since 2020? Like, there's not as much energy. There's not as much caring. It just feels like nothing is nothing is going your way, and then they just quit. Yeah. Or you haven't had much luck. The team isn't playing well. Everything looks just distorted and disjointed and nothing looks right. Right. If you watch 2015 to 2019 in that four or five year snapshot, that was good football. That was some fun football to watch. Wisconsin was always competing again. They were playing for the big 10 West champions and in that championship game, almost every year, it felt like you were hoping you could finally push Ohio state. Then look at the next four to five years, the 2020 to current day. It's it. I feel like we've been watching the same Wisconsin football season since 2020. And it's one that I don't think many Badger fans really thoroughly enjoy mm-hmm. because they've been like a 500 team. When did they really play any decent football post 2019? Maybe the second half of 2021 where they ended up winning was at nine games. They was at when they got in the Vegas bowl. Yeah. Maybe that's the Vegas bowl. Like it feels like this team has been stuck in 2020 for the last three, four years. Here. I have one more, one more audio clip. I think I found it from, uh, from everyone watching. Let's see here. Look at the mask of my boy. Look how they massacred my boy. The Wisconsin program. Look how they massacred my boy. Rowdy, this program has been massacred. It's what is what is happening? Now, here's the thing. People want people want instant gratification. Like that's what society is now. You want instant results, instant success, and if you don't get it at the snap of a finger, it's fire and brimstone. Well, it doesn't work like that. Fickle we knew it would be, I don't, I don't know if we knew it would be, we didn't know it would be this bad. We knew there'd be some growing pains, but a lot of people got really caught up in the hype of this. I kind of just want to say, Wisconsin, what happened to you? <laughs> like, but like, that's the thing, right? I don't want to sound like Dave from Monona, but this might be a little weird and, and uncharted territory, but you know how he's been bitching for a while about uh, NIL money yeah. and paying players. Well, that all kind of did start around 2020, but, but, but some of the better recruits that they started getting in were kind of in the last few years. You look at what Paul Chris did like that 2019 class was good. 2020 was 2021 was really like they were all top 35 classes. Some of them were like top 25 classes, kind of like what Luke Fickle's putting together right now for the 2024 recruiting class. But that was what Paul Christ has been doing the last few years. In theory, Paul Christ on paper had been recruiting at some of the highest levels that Wisconsin had ever recruited. 
But yet the offensive line play, which is your bread and butter, has been god-awful since 2020 compared to your last 20, 30 years where you're talking about highest-paid offensive linemen at their position or turning out All-Americans every year or first-round draft picks or just draft picks in general the NFL. There hasn't, has there been one outside of um, outside of um, oh, what's his name? He just got drafted by the um, by the the Jets. He's on their offensive line. He's their center. Whatever. Oh, um, I, see, this is why you don't even know because they're just rotational big guys at this point. It doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter because they haven't been turning out NFL players. Basically, since the 2020. I'm trying to remember. Okay, speaking of bread and butter, this is a take from our guy, uh, Thick Cheddar. Thick Cheddar says, bigger schools, have, bigger schools have always been able to recruit better than us without, uh, with or Joe without Tittman. money. Yeah, there Tittman, there you go. Joe Tittman. Can you name another offensive lineman that's been drafted since 2020? I'm sure there has been, but there's no one notable. Selt- like Tittman. Seltzner. Not even that notable. Um. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. You used to, every single year, you used to say, well, here's a guy that's going to be leaving for the NFL. Oh, here's another guy, or here's an All-American this year. He's returning. You can't say that since 2020 because the offensive line hasn't been good. No, I think Seltzer's undrafted. Um, yeah, because there's no one that good on the offensive line. No one is consistently good on the offensive line. He was undrafted. Um, here we go. I got it. 2022. Logan Bruss, Rams, guard. Cole Van Lannon, sixth round. Packers, 2021. Uh, here's the take, though. Um, with or without money, bigger schools been able to recruit better. At the end of the day, this is Wisconsin. People need to realize it's not a destination kids want to go to just because you jump around in the stands and crush beers. <laughs> it was our bread and butter was a pro-style offense with a power run game and solid defense. We lost recruiting because kid, kids don't like that style. We brought in a new flashy style that hasn't caught on yet, but how long does it take? I give Fickle two more years. Well, okay, so my point with the line is Joe Tittman is, is the best offensive lineman to go to the NFL out of Wisconsin, like the highest pick, since – these 2020 down years. He's not even that notable because I can't remember his freaking name. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, why when the stars that are recruiting being higher than they've ever been, being actually kind of worse as you've ever seen, especially in the last 20, 30 years. But at the same time, doesn't it just seem like not only when the stars have gotten higher, the performance on the field has gotten worse, but it feels like this team is just soft. Yeah. Did it not? Does it not feel that way? Like they used to, at least if at a very minimum, you knew that you were going to play smash mouth football. You're going to have a good front seven and they were going to hit people. They might not be the most talented. They might not be the biggest or the fastest, but they had, we'll just say for fun, because this would be a guy that kind of fit this narrative pretty well. Like Chris Borland. He was a little smaller, but he was strong, wasn't fast, but he was going to hit you and he was going to make the tackle. Yeah. What happened to that type of that type of grit and playing ability? Remember the grit? Remember the grit factory hat? Yeah, that was like. That was what, 2021? That was smoke and mirrors, too. Yeah. But it's like they don't feel like they they're not tough. 
they they're just another team. That's what, and that's what Hunter Waller was just saying after the game on Saturday. He's like, "There's no passion. There's no heart. There's no energy. We're flat. I didn't come to Wisconsin for this." Yeah, and that also might be, you know, we I know we played some Luke Fickle stuff earlier, but he's talking about when asked what the identity he goes, "I don't know." And really not having an identity. This is what it looks like. But it feels like Wisconsin hasn't been playing with a Wisconsin identity since 2020. Here's Fickle on the identity. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I thought we had an identity a little bit more on defense. Um, we didn't play well tonight at all. Uh, I think offensively it's, it's, it's hurting us, um, trying to find you know, a way to have some balance, which right now we have none. And um, you know, so that identity of, of being able to do that – there's things you want to do, and there's things that all of a sudden you recognize you can't do. What what can Wisconsin do right now? What can they do? Lose games. <laughs> What's your identity? Look horrible. Your identity is you're a bad team. Your, your identity is soft. Well, didn't it feel like the reason why Luke Fickle was brought in was because he was somebody that knew the Big Ten well. He was a guy that had gone to another program that was kind of Cincinnati in the nineties was actually not a bad program, like early two thousands. And then they had some lean years. He brought in really restabled it. He brought him to a college football playoff and people can say, Oh yeah, well that's Cincinnati. That's still impressive as hell. You still have to take care of business. You still got to compete against the teams across from you. Mm-hmm. It just, it's weird, maybe because it is kind of the leftover. You got some guys in the back of their mind saying, well, you know, I was recruited here by by Coach Christ. I don't, I'm not really on board with this. And maybe it is because they have one foot in and one foot out. What, they doing I, the hokey pokey? It's hard to watch because you expected more. And, yeah. and I feel like we keep saying that, but doesn't it feel like the same thing? Every single week for like the past month, I feel like I come in here on a Monday and say the exact same thing that I said the Monday before (laughs) because they continue to play these terrible Big Ten teams a la Illinois, Indiana, Northwestern, teams that aren't good, and they'll be favored by 7 to 10 points. They'll go out there and play like ass, and they'll find a way to lose or barely win a game in which they probably should have won walking away, you know, going away. Yeah, It's the same well, conversation. Ask, and it's like, I don't know, what, what am I supposed to say? On to next year. But how come against Ohio State, who's one of the best teams in the nation, the Badgers played their best ball, and they, I mean, if they had a couple lucky breaks their way, whatever, you potentially could have won that game. How do you explain then how they played against Ohio State? Because that was a... The best they played all year against Ohio State. How do you how do you explain that then? Like I don't I don't get it. I just I feel like you say the same thing every week. Well, it's it's a regime change. Well, it's not their players. Well, you know they're changing the offense and the defense. And I get all that, and all that can be said every single week and can be true. But it's like at some point, when do you not just say, dude? We're the Wisconsin Badgers. We're a team that for the past 20, 30 years, we've went to 21 straight bowl games. Mm. We don't freaking lose to Northwestern. We don't lose to Indiana. Mm-hmm. At what point does it just say you have the the pride and just you're pissed off enough where it's like this isn't happening anymore? You know what's funny? Remember when Luke Fickle got – it was before the first game of the season. He goes, we can't be – you know, at the end of the season, we can't be the same team as we are to start the season. 
You got to be getting better every every practice, every day, every game, yada yada yada. Okay, they're a different team than they, when they started. They're worse. Like we've seen them. I know there's injuries too, but you've progressively gotten worse. You've just That's lost to Northwestern. I'm kind of at to the point. I'm at the point here when you're watching it, you don't even care. Like you don't care. You're going out to the red zone to socialize. You're going out to another tailgate to cook out and socialize. You're not. People used to, I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people used to go down there just for the atmosphere to watch it with other people. Yeah. Now it's just to hang out with other people. You don't even care if you see the game. You'll get the notification when people go, ah, Northwestern <laughs> scored again. But at some point, if you can't find players that by all recruiting publications are supposed to be pretty decently talented players that I don't even care what recruiting class they are. If they're 50th or if they're 20th best recruiting class, they're better freaking recruiting class than Northwestern. Mm -hmm. And if you have a team that's saying, or I guess not standing up and rolling over and getting punched in the mouth to Northwestern and just going, eh, well, we got two more games left this season. Well, then maybe it is time for a huge roster overhaul because clearly those guys aren't, you don't want those guys there when the, if they can't be tough when the going is bad, you do not want them on your team if the going gets good. Yeah, well, because they're not going to be the ones that turn it around. Well, how much of them um, will it be a setback moving forward or a positive thing? Because, you know, again, talking to our sports director, Zach Heilprin, on Saturday at the Zone Blitz pregame bash at the Red Zone, I go, Zach, is Braden Locke going to be the quarterback next year? And, you know, what, what's this team going to look like? He goes, no, 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 no. Transfer portal. Transfer portal quarterback. Transfer portal running back. Transfer portal line. Transfer portal wide receivers. Transfer portal defense. If you go and dip in and bring in all kinds of fresh guys again, are we going to still be going through growing pains in year two with a whole different looking team? It's all transfer portal guys coming up. Like they're going to rebuild their team through the transfer portal. And if you would ask me when, remember, I think we even had this conversation when they start grabbing all these guys in the portal last year. It was like, oh man, they almost had like ten guys out of the portal or whatever it ended up being. It was close to ten. Do you think this is going to become a thing? And I I remember, I think even Luke Fickle made a comment about it. And he's like, no, ideally in a perfect world, we aren't going to have to go to the portal, but because of where the roster is with people leaving and maybe not potentially having all of our recruits from Cincinnati follow over or follow us over, we might have to go to the portal more this year than we would like. Mm -hmm. Well, if he's, saying and these rumors are coming up that they're probably going to have to go to the portal even more. A, you must not have got the guys that you wanted and B, you must be more players away than what a lot of people originally thought. Yeah. Because I would have thought year one would have been a big portal year. Year two would have been another, not to the same extent as year one was for a portal year. And then by like year three or so, maybe a few guys here and there, maybe a handful, but you're not, you're not going for the 10, 12 guys. Like, potentially your first year or two. I almost feel like that's a, we can take it one of two ways. It's either a good sign because they're finally trying to get people that fit their system and that they think will buy in and that want to be here. Mm -hmm. Or it's because the guys that are on this team don't want to be here. (laughs) And that can go one of two ways. That can go back to being a decent team quickly, or that could be going into the, Oh man, we're in dog fights with Northwestern and Indiana. They're not even really a dog fight; either. they're just getting beat, and that's that is just very depressing. Yeah, you're right. 
So you don't even got a dog in the fight. You're just you're just there watching your. Uh, you're just getting your ass kicked. All right, man. Wisconsin tough. Hey, at least we had some um, some semblance of a good football team with the Packers. We'll talk some Packers coming up. Um, get some college. Did you really just say we have a semblance of a good team in the Packers? Some, some, players? some, some, some. Not, not a full. What is some? Like Jordan Love looked a little better. Two players. Jane Reed looked good. A player. Um. <laughs> we'll talk about it. It was a lot. One specific man. <laughs> there was some good to come out of it. Oh, what a little treat, Grant Bills. Good morning, Grant Bills. Good morning, fellas. What a great weekend. So nice to see your faces. <laughs> it wasn't. What I was mean, great about this weekend? The weather was nice yesterday. I mean, I had a good time. None of our sports teams did particularly well, but sometimes you'll have that, you know. How was the Crystal Corner? Uh, Friday night or Saturday night? Oh, Friday night. It was outstanding. Was it? I bet it I was. ran into Vagabond John. Uh, he, he called in early today, so he was really hung over on Saturday. That's why he didn't. Well, one of his reasons why he didn't make it down to the, well, I'm the tailgate. Well, I'm just built a little different, I guess. I woke up in the morning and I, I threw on some. I'm on a big Genesis kick right now. Oh, just threw on yeah. some loud Genesis. Well, we talked about this last week. Yeah. And just got just got after it. Um, but Vagabond John worked me in darts. Little. Mm, Maybe a shade of a little try-hardness. Like, we're all having a good time. Let's stop. He was trying too hard, or you were? Oh, not me. I, I can in darts. But, you know, him and his partner, I it's get, just like triple and 20s. I get it's a like, little competitive at darts myself. I Because I'm okay. I'm decent at darts. I'm fine. I just never really play. I got a dartboard at home. I'm always... I practice once but in we're a while. Playing, uh, we're playing cutthroat, and they close it out in like 10 or 11 turns. Cutthroat it's cricket? Like, yeah. <sighs> Like I think it was actually ten or eleven turns. They ended one. That's game pretty like, solid. Yeah, that's yeah. You're, some, good. you're some, getting your trips. Yeah. One of my buddies played a lot of darts, and we would play hometown baseball. So then after practice, you go to the bar or after Thursday night or the oh, game, yeah. blah blah. So he played a lot of darts. He beat me in seven. Yeah, yeah. seven, good. He, seven yeah, good. rounds yeah, one time, and I go, true. I literally was just like, well, this is stupid. That's that's too much. Especially, well, what was your drink of choice Friday night? Grab those G and T's, gins and tonics. Oh, a little gin and tonic. I can't. I spiritually love rum and coke. I think it's just, it's Ugh. the best. It's delicious. Gut I love rat. how it makes me feel, but I hate how it makes me feel. Yeah. Like eventually when you have so many, like your gut's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's all that soda. And I, yeah, exactly. So I can't you know, do it anymore. Uh, that's what I said after anymore. this weekend. I'm 20, I'm 25. I don't mean to, but like, I just don't like how it makes, I'm, I'm not willing to put up with how it makes my stomach Grant, feel. With that anymore. mustache, has anyone said, man, you look pretty old to be here? No, and then that's what's great about Crystal Corner. And that's why I love this part. Is it's young and old alike. Rowdy, uh, a lady we about a lady forty two. A lady said Rowdy was asking if he was forty two. I mean, if no, it's, don't, don't, give him don't even, don't if, even. If, if I had a couple drinks and uh, yeah, maybe if you couldn't see, I got the you're thirty five. I thought you were younger. I was like, thank you. Nice. I, I well, yeah, you have you're 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 baby faced. Appreciate in that in a good way. I can't grow facial. hair. I don't mean that as an insult. I mean no, that in a good trust way. Trust me, none taken. I can't grow um, facial hair, so I wouldn't guess Rowdy's forty two. But like, if he told me he was forty two, I'd be like, <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe I need to. We'll put you next to a forty two year old. Maybe I maybe I need context. <laughs> I probably I just need context. That's what I need. A lot of drinking. Yeah, that too. And really young individuals. Yeah, yep. Like, but younger than yourself. How's the red zone? I heard on the way here, Zach Heilprin stopped by. Are you kidding me? He did. It was awesome to see Zach. Um, it was, you know, it wasn't busy by any means, but it, I like the lesser busy ones because you can, like, have room for activities. You get a drink easier. You can have conversations. You can talk, yeah. you know, but and you can distract yourself from the abysmal performance the Badgers are putting on the field against Northwestern. 
We turned to fireball shots. and So I on Saturday, I was I was up by my lonesome, which normally I, I never am on the weekends. I'm normally with the girlfriend, basically, from start to finish. By the way, happy belated birthday to the lady. I, the I will tell her you said that. Pass that along. Um, and so I had nothing to do. I'm like, I'm going to apply myself and watch college football. And I watched the first half of the Badger game. I'm like, why did I do this? I'm going to watch something else. Like, what was it? Utah, uh, Washington? Or, yep. Utah, Washington. That's the one. So I switched over. I'm like, I'm not... I'm not wasting. This is dumb. That nothing's happening. That's dead. Yeah. Even the two guys broadcasting the game seem like. What are we? So what are we doing? We're, Why are we here? Since you yeah. were watching the Washington Utah game, yeah, I'm a big Pac-12 guy. Was the Utah quarterbacks better than uh, Wisconsin's? Uh, Even with Mordecai being healthy, that's the unre- that's the unrecruited guy, right? Well, or not the unrecruited, but that's like the walk-on. Cam Rising went down with an ACL at he's the end hurt. of last yeah, year. He's, he's done for the year. Mm-hmm. They were interchanging earlier in the year two quarterbacks, neither of which were that good. But I watched them. Utah continues to win games, and I, well, they lost against Washington, but it was competitive. They were the fifth team well, in the country. Kyle Whittingham always has has the Utes playing competitive. <laughs> I watched. Was it Week One when they, when did they beat USC? I watched that game. And that was the a few like, weeks ago. Was two weeks ago they were yeah. making jokes about the plumber at quarterback. Yeah. So they've been switching them out. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a Pac-12 as a, as a whole. You know, I don't get too focused on any one individual team, obviously. Uh, he's just a Pac-12 at night guy. Well, it stinks because well, the, Pac- stays up late. the Pac-12 is actually really entertaining this no, year. The Pac-12 might be the, the best college football conference this year. I think they got like a handful of teams that are ranked in the top 20. Did you see yeah. Michigan's head interim head coach yeah. crying his I eyes out doing it for Harbaugh? I cannot wait to hear what Bill has to say about that today. He was bawling. I love you Because Bill is not Bill will appreciate none of that. I don't like the tears, but I'm pro-Michigan here. I want Michigan. Oh. I'm with Rowdy. Rowdy, tell him why. The more I keep talking about this and the more Details that come out every single day. I am not one, but I might start considering to be one. A, a Michigan, Michigan man. man. Mm. <laughs> I need the the Wisconsin version of Connor Stallions on staff now. Yeah. If the, we need a Stallions like uh, could be Stallion, rowdy. it could be rowdy. You know who actually missed his calling in life? Who's that? RJ. Yeah, RJ could have been. It could have been RJ Brockman. Yeah. that's under investigation. Nationally Dude. known. <laughs> Nationally, I said this on Saturday, and um, the more I talk about Stallions, the more I, I want Wisconsin to have a version of him, or maybe just hire him. Oh, I don't think maybe seen this it. is why RJ was good at what he did. He's the international man of mystery. So, I know you're not a James Bond guy. I know you don't really watch movies, but there's a. Um, is it Casino Royale in the beginning of it? So Stallions won't break. Stallions will not. He won't narc. He is not a snitch. He will go to his grave holding all the secrets. He's of a Michigan man. Not a boy. Through and through. He, if James Bond, in the beginning of Casino Royale, they're torturing him. They put him on a wicker chair, but they cut out the wicker part. So it's he's just sitting on like the, you know, the, the wood and underneath it is nothing. And he's naked. Mm-hmm. And hanging, hanging down is his bait and tackle. And he's he's strapped to the chair. I think I've maybe seen this. And and they're torturing him. They're swinging this big like metal ball right up to his sack and whap whap trying to get information out of him. Yeah, Bond doesn't crack. Connor Stallions is that Bond. He won't crack under pressure. He's him. You you could just mutilate that guy, and he'd be like, I will never say one bad word about Michigan. Yeah, because that's what we need on Wisconsin. What these investigators will do to Connor Stallions is probably nothing to what Jim Harbaugh will do to him. If he if he lets the he knows he's like oh yeah that guy's pure Michigan I, I man through and through I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm cheering for Michigan per se but I 
and Bill and Bill would kill me if he heard me say this, but I I don't really have a problem with them. I Rowdy, why do you want Michigan to win? It all, dude. It's Michigan versus the world. This is their one opportunity to win it. Who knows what happens with all the sanctions moving forward, whether he ends up jumping ship to the NFL, because it's always a possibility. But if they go out there and somehow skeet by this and then just smash Ohio State for a third straight year, oh, Ohio State people are going to be screaming. And I think Ohio State will never get a bad coach because it's Ohio State. Well, Bill would tell you that Ryan Day is not a But good that's coach. the thing. So many of these people are complaining about Ryan Day. I don't think they realize it could get worse. They could have like a Gary Anderson. <laughs> Luke Fickle. Some might say. <laughs> yeah. I'm not out on Luke Fickle, but some probably are. We need to like Michigan. Hey, Michigan is, is, is a good job. It's one of the best jobs in the Big Ten. But there were still guys like Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez that got hired there. Yeah. There were some down years. We we are owed as Badger fans. If we have to go into this tailspin, if we always have to be a fringe below Ohio State, it's only fair that if we're this bad, Ohio State's got to go into a tailspin. I agree. Hire Stallions now. Hire Stallions. Line one, hello. Every one of us that has to watch the Packers on Sunday is at James Bond taking the. Except we crack. I think we crack though. We I think we, we, we turn we, very quickly. Turn, turn the channel. <laughs> Boys, how are we doing this morning? Oh, I'm a cloud nine, despite everything, Gavin. Oh, Isn't it weird, guys? It felt like the Packers played their best game in a while, and we still couldn't. Uh, yes, it was still the, like there was some years. semblance of bits and pieces of good. But oh yeah, Gavin, that's what we want. This is the this is what we want to see all year. Good enough flashes and some consistency, but not good enough to win. So we still have a good draft pick. They should have won yesterday. They got jobbed out of six points. And that they, should have been. That was a lateral. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, to the six-point thing, I, I saw that somebody posted yesterday, the Packers haven't scored more than 20 points since week two, it's, which in today's NFL is pretty bad. Guys, Evil, last time I called, I was, I was talking about the wide receiver group. If LaFleur is worth anything, and I know how much you love the guy, they're, they need to manufacture touches for Jaden Reed. Uh, him, him and Aaron Jones need to touch the ball. Yes, he, yes, yes. He's just a playmaker on this offense. Christian Watson, God, that guy does, he, he plays He plays like he's, he's Jared Aberderis. I mean, the guy is like 6'4", oh. two and a quarter, and he does not fight for the ball. It's crazy to me, but guys. Hey, I saw, I saw Aberderis put up more fight than Watson. Yeah, don't do Aberderis like that. That's that's fair. Yeah, I shouldn't throw Jared on the bus like that. Uh, watching that game yesterday, though, guys, isn't it funny how how all of us as Packer fans know that, that the Steelers are going to want to lean on the run? Oh, and yeah. uh, you know you can always count on Joe Barry to play that too high safety dime package when when you don't want Kenny Pickett to sling the ball around on you and beat beat you through the air. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and that's I mean Jesus. There <laughs> was like some massive size holes that Najee Harris got to run through. And if anyone out there is a Steelers fan or, or has watched some multiple Steelers games, Najee Harris looked old and He's like washed up. Thank you, Rowdy. For the last like two years. Correct. Like, well, not in that. And then I, I think Jalen Warren actually had his, his season high in the first quarter for rushing yards. And he's not a bad player. They just don't use him that much. But uh, without Quay Walker in there, I mean, and Barry just does not, he cannot adapt. He does not change the game plan at all. He's just incapable of doing it. Um, but, yeah, the Packers had to sneak this one out, guys, because, what, the next few games, now we're going to play some pretty tough offenses here. It's, it's not, a, not looking very it's good. more torture coming up, Gavin. All right, boys. Take care. Have a good one. Talk to you later. See you, buddy. You can hear the pain in Gavin's voice. Diehard Packer fan. I actually thought, you know what? 
and and some listeners say that I like Matt Lafleur too much. Yeah, I, we had uh, someone calling today and say that. Yeah, I Shout like to Denny. I like him a fine amount. Oh, I, even there was a guy at the tailgate bad mouthing you. About, oh yeah, uh, there was. What did he say? Um, I don't I don't like shake pom poms from Matt Lafleur. I just feel like I like him more than most. Most listeners I would thought, believe you do. I thought he had his best play-calling game of the season yesterday. Good decision-making. I love the fourth and six. And the scripted plays worked. Like the plays that you worked yeah, on all week. came out and scored right yes. now. Like, yeah. Yes. Or what about yes, that, yes, yes. that little double pass? It should have worked. Okay, so it was open. It was open. Also, it's third and 11. Like a lot of head coaches on a play like that, they just hand the ball off or a little bubble screen. Well, I'm what, like, what the heck? You're so bad on offense and you're trying all that trickery too. It's like... I mean, was Aaron, cool, Aaron Jones had the ball in his hands with a bunch of blockers in front of him. Like, what, yeah. what more do you want him to do? Now, Vagabond John would say the same thing of Joe Barry. Like, he had all the tacklers were right there. They'd make the play. So, I'll be Let's fair. About, I thought Matt LaFleur had a good game. Mike and Portage Grant and LaFleur get matching eyebrows. <laughs> Done. My eyebrows are much bigger yeah. than Matt LaFleur's. I also well, don't get them trimmed. Yeah, he gets his um, threaded. There's not a lot of trimming. I, I need a haircut. I need a lot of things. I, I, I don't care. I just don't. And you might need some new pom-poms by uh, for LaFleur coming good, up here on he Sunday. He had a good game yesterday. <laughs> he had a good game. Hey, Jordan Love actually looked okay. And careful what you say about Watson because his family will end up on your doorstep and demanding that you you know pay for what you said. But Watson's been disappointing, but you know what? Wicks, that was fun yesterday. Some good things from Wicks. Dobbs with some nice plays. Yeah, like there were, there were plenty of good things yesterday. Luke Musgrave, by the way. I don't think he walks. He just perpetually is falling forward. He like he, he's always just falling forward. He's too fast for his own body. He's like a baby deer. Like I, like that one he caught down the middle. I know he's going to get probably both guys are going to hit him. I don't him, think but, he was going to score on that anyways. But, but he immediately just went just, right down. Yeah, it's, he's always just falling forward. He doesn't yeah. walk. He just falls forward. Like that's just his normal day. I think just giddy up in his step. Like I'm just perpetually falling forward. I have to uh, go do an interview yeah, before yeah, the show you, starts, yeah, but uh, we'll have to talk about the new Call of Duty soon because <laughs> that was mostly what I did this week. Grant a proud new owner of PlayStation 5. Let's I have baby. takes. I have Call of Duty <laughs> takes. <laughs> All right.